this week's episode of In Conversation. This week I am joined by the phenomenal Tom Fortesmayer. Tom is someone I came across about 18 months ago speaking about reconnecting with our inner child and how it was so important for us in terms of dealing with our trauma to reconnect to the previous versions of us, create safety, forgiveness and remind ourselves that we are loved no matter what. So Tom is someone that I feel was absolutely transformational for me in my deep inner work journey and I have to tell you if there is a raving fan status then I am like the ride or die for Tom's work. I am fascinated by his journey as I'm sure you will be. I cannot wait to see the new work or deeper space Tom is stepping into with divine masculinity and forget all those woke folk uh, ideas about what this may look like. Tom is bringing something completely different forward to work with our men folk on how to deepen the connection with themselves and the vulnerability. I am so excited to bring this episode to you. This is one of those episodes that I have been sitting on thinking, oh, I've got other ones to release. And this week I thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm bringing Tom out because I need to feel his magic and I'm sure if I do, then you do too. Please enjoy this episode. Hi Tom, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's early here, but l later there, but I'm feeling good. I'm excited for this conversation. I'm actually impressed that we've managed to pull off the time thing. Well, actually, <laughs> let's just say I've managed to pull off the time thing in the correct, like to get it so it actually syncs up and I, and I don't muck this up again. Well, in a world of many, many recent clock changes, I'm with you. It gets confusing. Yeah, it does get confusing, doesn't it? So, um, for people who are familiar with you, uh, you will need no introduction. I see you on so many different, I'm not going to say platforms, but in so many different spaces talking about a range of things around our mental health and around connection to, you know, our inner child or the smaller version of us. And that was that was seeing you talk on, that was probably one of the biggest like levers that someone pulled for me in my personal growth, let's say growth journey or the reconnection to myself. And I have been, no secret, I've been an avid fan and follower of your work and you since then. And I love to catch you on in your many different um roles that you that you participate and step into and so I'm really pleased to have you with me tonight but for people who have not met Tom before or been exposed to Tom Tom is someone that we've agreed we would refer to as a mental health revolutionary and for me like I just said the first time that I saw you you were on a you were talking with Jess Claire you were talking about your marriage and you were talking about how 
you and your wife relate and express around things. And I thought, this is a man I need to hear some more. I need to hear some more of what he's got. There is really something in here. And it and it's and it initiated for me this real journey back to connect to this part of myself that I didn't even realize was a such an instrumental part of us as adults. Mm. So for you, like what I want to know, how did you get into this? Like what was the what was the was there a watershed moment or were there many moments? What was the what how, how, what was the the path that triggered the initiator for you? What was it? So first of all, thank you for sharing what you shared, and I'm really excited to have this conversation. And and I'm I, you know I'm so passionate about um, very specifically the inner child and the role yeah. it plays in every area of our life. Yeah. And how misunderstood and underestimated is a technique. Even with lots of people I speak to, they're like, oh, I've done inner child work. I did a couple of sessions. I'm like, if you've got inner child work, you'd know it's not two sessions. You'd know it's a lifelong relationship with your yeah. best friend. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's like. I'm constantly it's like, like, it's okay, come here. We're good. Yeah, We're yeah, good. yeah. How are you feeling? You know, what do you yeah. want to do? How are we, what are we, yeah. what's, what are we up to today? What do you think yeah. about that person? What yeah. are we, you know, it's like. It's like it's bring and it's obviously it's actually bringing in all the different aspects of our yeah. of our evolved self to the meeting. So you know, you might have twelve versions of you. You know, my <laughs> my teenager is amazing. You know, and you know, inner child is for any part of us prior to, just prior to this moment. Right? Yes. So, so how I got into all of this was yeah. I. Um, it's funny in 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 one description. My what I really am is a hedonist. Yeah. Always been a hedonist, always been like, I don't know why we're here, but I'm going to have a fucking great time whilst I'm here. I want to have the best time. And I put a lot of effort into pursuing yeah. the best time. Now, in my, yeah. uh, my early adulthood, uh, that was all about um, extreme experiences, pills and potions and, and wildness and madness. Yeah. And, um, and I felt at the time that I loved all of that. I, I now realize that I was profoundly disconnected from myself and that was the only way that I could pursue pleasure. Yeah. And yeah. then without being any kind of a seeker, I was kind yeah. of brought up by a very loving atheist who was passionately yeah. atheist in okay. my dad. And yeah. But rationalist, six kind of medical degrees. He's a surgeon. Wow. So he's even of all the doctors, they're like the most like oh, yeah. Cartesian and mechanical I've, thinking. I've met many about. surgeons. I'm like, okay, this, you're a different breed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's and I got enormous respect for yes. him. I'm you know, I sometimes say we're both, you know, we're both healers. He's the science department, I'm the art department, you know. <laughs> That's a good so, description, actually. <laughs> not bad. So so I'm like a mad wild hedonist searching yeah. for happiness in all the wrong places in all the wrong ways. And um, I, as part of that, I went to India for the millennium celebration, right? Yeah. I'm like, people go to India for spiritual connection. I'm going for the flipping parties, man. I, I was in, I was in Goa in the you were, I was 90s. just going to say, were you in Goa? Yes. I was in Goa <laughs> in the early nineties, raving yeah. as an 18 year old, right? Yeah. And just was, and what I realized now is there was loads about, the the rave culture that was deeply deeply liberating and spiritual for me yeah i didn't have a context for understanding it in that way but it was one of one of the most profound liberating um experiences for me yeah. and i loved it Agreed. so i was a, a I, you know i made it my job i was a rave promoter I yeah. was a, uh, that's what i was doing and then i went to india just for the party of a lifetime 
and I was kind of I was kind of returning to Goa, having partied yeah. there as an eighteen-year-old, yeah. as a kind of more capable man who had, you know, created this kind of freedom in my life as a hedonist. Yeah. You know, I was running parties. I didn't work that hard. You know, I was free. I thought, and I thought India yeah. would be like, well yeah. done. And India just pulled me in close, kind of moved the hair off my eyes and just went, said, close, no. darling. <laughs> no, miles off. <laughs> And so uh, uh, through a series of interesting um, um, ingredients that were pulled together yeah. by fate, um, I then had a one single event watershed um, epiphany where I kind of, yeah, felt connected to the all and was, 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 I guess the simplest description in that moment was I experienced myself without fear. Yeah. Now, I didn't know I was packing fear before. Not really. I, I would have scored highly on a confidence test. I was pretty content. I yeah. Thought. Yeah. But in that moment, in that moment, I realized how afraid I had been. Yeah. And, and how identified I was with this separate thing <clears throat> called Tom. Yeah. And the most amazing thing was in that moment, what I felt was I felt not that I had an experience of love or that I was full of love. I felt that I was love. Love. And that was my true identity and yeah. it was eternal and ancient and everlasting, ever never changing. And that's that was me. That felt like home. Yeah. And the other thing that considered itself this Tom thing, that was like a very sweet confusion, you know? A really sweet confusion. <laughs> and I felt just in that moment I just yeah. felt the most extraordinary compassion for 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 everything. Yeah. Myself included. And my life was irrevocably changed in that changed. moment. Now Two things happened after that. I became, because I was still a hedonist, right? I yeah. was like, that's the good stuff. Oh, my God. Now I want some more I'm of that. There. Thank you. Where did that come from? <laughs> Motherfucker. That was How amazing. are we going to replicate this? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, is it, you know, it was. Yeah. So I became obsessed with two things. I became obsessed with human, natural, organic happiness. Yeah. Um, I know it's our birthright. It's our natural state. So what gets in the way of it, right? Yeah, sure. And, and epiphany, like I could see my epiphany wasn't, I was lucky, there was some luck in it, yeah. but there was a hell of a lot of prep, yeah. like ingredients, things people yeah. said, something I read in a book, a little kind of crazy ex mm -hmm. experience with an Indian holy man, a whole yeah. bunch of just little yeah. things. But I was like, I think I could, I think I could orchestrate that. Yes, okay. I could, okay. I could practice bringing together paradigm shifting ideas, yes. some transcendental experiences, yes. some music, so maybe a bit of rite of passage. Okay. And maybe people would pop, you know? I would have gone to that party. <laughs> I would have gone to that party. Well, so, and what began, what's really yeah. interesting, so then I got really holy about the fact that I was no longer a nightclub promoter, right? Or okay. A promoter. Your pendulum swung back the other way. Yeah. And okay. I became very committed to, to consciousness. And, oh. and I didn't, I didn't, uh, be, I didn't uh, study hypnosis to become yeah. a therapist. I studied hypnosis because in my early journey to understand happiness and what gets in the way of it and how we can change yeah. rapidly, I realized that all the wisdom traditions in the world seem to yeah. share a few similarities, right? And mm. one of the similarities was states of transcendence. Yes. Whether you're spinning like a whirling dervish, dancing to African rhythms, taking shitloads of ayahuasca, Oscar. you know, meditating, prayer, they all had some mechanism of transcendence, right? Yeah. 
And so I'd had one experience of hypnosis years before, yeah. although I was very cynical and resistant, that had, had been really profound. Mm. And it just, it literally just, it popped up in my head. It's like, I think that's like the meeting ground of like okay. art, the art and science of science. epiphany. Yep. And so, but what was amazing was when I started studying hypnosis, there were these great people, super bright, using this yeah. super powerful tool but they were still operating with this idea, this kind of Victorian principles woven into so many schools of therapy that um, the person who's having an issue is broken and you have to glue them back together and get them back out in, into society. Yeah. And my, my, my sole response was everything I'd experienced in my epiphany was like, our society is designed in such a way that it separates us from our natural happiness. Yeah. And therefore when people are, unhappy I, I for me that's a move towards freedom yeah and so I started you know for me so in in my experience of oneness I, this this love was there but this utterly vivid truthful sense of perfection yeah there's everything fitted together that doesn't mean there aren't bad things that happen but there's no. good reason right yeah and and so everything everything made sense and so from the state of perfection, I still see, and what I train the free mind therapist to do is the first analytical question you ask is, how is this situation perfect? And if you ask that question when you're facing trouble, you get much better answers. Yeah, that's a great way to, that is a great perspective to open up with, isn't it? And so I, and so, but in all of that, there was just one thing that kept sticking up for me that didn't make sense. Like I could understand if you have a foreign yeah. foreign policy, then people might terrorists might fly planes into your buildings, and I could see sure. the symmetry in that, right? Yeah, horror, but perfection, right? Yeah. If you don't drink water in the day, you have a horrible headache at night, right? Yeah. That headache is perfectly horrible, right? It's there for a reason, right? So it's not Absolutely. like there is suffering and conflict and issues and trouble, but there's a there's a there's a cause and effect that makes sense. Sure. That's part of this beautifully balanced system. Yeah. But one thing that just kept sticking out for me, which is why I've kind of made it the focus of my career, is like, why then, why then do people get in the way of themselves? Like why, what is the perfect reason why people sabotage? Because I realized in that moment that I hadn't been happy, that I'd been blocking my own happiness. I'd been pushing away people that would have truly been available and loving towards me. Yeah. I was addicted to dating people that were, were hurtful. Oh, the few yeah. times I was lucky enough to land someone that was absolutely amazing and available, I made up some weird excuse and ran away. <laughs> you know, it's like, I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? Why in a perfect universe would you do that? And I would just, I would say, remind me to come back to this. Something from 22 years ago cycled back on Monday for me. And I'm like, <laughs> and even in my adult with all my awareness, I could see myself playing out an old pattern. I'm like, what, 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 what are we doing here? <laughs> it's, we, it's fascinating isn't it like we've got control right what are we doing here what's this yeah. can we see ourselves going down this path okay mm. yeah that's weird. 
it's weird it's why weird. do we why do we do it why do we when even when someone is standing in front of us saying hey i've got this thing that can help you and we're like no i'm good no thanks yeah i mean just so many things that i blocked and got in the way of and so it's interesting so i've dedicated my professional life to helping people understand why we sabotage why it's yeah. actually got a beautiful reason in the middle of it there is a yeah. perfection to it it's massively misunderstood um and 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 the cure is beautiful and um but what's interesting unsurprisingly was is because i had so much so many self-sabotaging patterns to work through it was just insane (laughs) so it's just like um page 322 (laughs) here we go yeah so it's like you know teaching preaching what you need to learn right and as a result of that, getting some really fine-tuned tech on understanding yeah. the saboteur and the protector and yeah. the role with the inner child yeah. and how yeah. we often have a part of us who on purpose is fucking things up, you know, so that we can avoid the pain of our childhood. And so, and it will ruin lives. I mean, it will it will Absolutely. mess every, everything yeah. up if unchecked, but it is doing it for beautiful reasons. And the main the main thing is even when people kind of spot that they are sabotaging the approach that they take is attack attack and combat and willpower and powering through and it's like you are fighting one of the most beautiful parts of yourself who's working on an old project that you set it the task to complete and it's more powerful than you and 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 you're missing the point and if we can instead understand why we sabotage and and Mm. put our arms around it and then invite it to protect us in ways that liberate us it does. And yeah, that that's, me, that's powerful. That to me is, you know, so most of my individual private work and most of what makes free mind therapists that I train different is, is that they're a deep, deep understanding of that and, yeah. and also how one of, the, one of the most powerful ways to do these therapeutic interventions on yourself is combining deep, deep, hypnotically empowered meditations with, um, with music. Yeah. And so what I've developed is this way of letting music be the, the metaphor, the healing medicine. And there's just a few things that you can add to it. I'm happy to share with you. Yeah. Could people do this themselves? That it's like you just turn music from this really emotionally supportive um, and inspiring medium to being every note is like a therapeutic intervention. And that to me is blown away. That's a scalable, affordable mental health solution right there. Yeah, absolutely. In a world that needs it, deeply, deeply needs it. Deeply needs it. So music is like the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. And which is, so for me, in the, in the simplest way, you know, it's, I, um, I was working with a client one day and this was a, he was a very uh, straight, kind of guy you know not yeah. not, a, not a lentils and chakra hippie no, right? he was yeah. very strong. no malavades um, going on there no and he no. was he he'd been having issues with his dad and was very upset yeah. and so typically in the past right you would there are various um hypnotic interventions that you can do where you put them into dialogue with a visualized yep. version of their father, or yep. you can get their inner child to meet their inner child, which is pretty cool. Yeah. You can you can get them to embody through their father and look through their father's eyes. All these cool things you can do, right? Yeah. Powerful psychological reconciliation interventions, right? Yeah. But this day, 
I would I, previously I, I always used hypnosis music to put people into hypnosis because it's yeah. easier, right? And it's nice. And at the end, once you've done the therapy bit, I'd often use very uplifting motivational music whilst I'm ranting at them about their potential, right? <laughs> you know, and if you get that right, people can you're like, like the Tony Robbins, the Tony Robbins of hypnosis, right there. Right, but it's yeah. like, but on a one-on-one, like, <laughs> like making yeah. you cry at your amazingness, yeah. right? Yeah. Love that, right? Yeah. Beautiful. But this one day. I was working with this guy and I was like, and I, I honestly, as I thought it, my, my, my brain went, are you just yeah. being like a lazy, like do some fucking work. Yeah. But what came out of my mouth was like, in a moment, I'm going to play some music. I want you to ask your unconscious mind on with other people. I say your heart, your soul. Yeah. To use that music as a bridge, just as you described. Yeah. To, for that music to be the sound of the healing occurring. Now, you might visualize something happening with your father, or yeah. you might just feel necessary emotions that need to be released. Maybe you'll just see color washes. Maybe you won't notice yeah. anything on a conscious level at all. But I want you now to deeply authorize that your unconscious that knows how to fix this yeah. lets this music be the sound of it being fixed. Right? Now, you can say... This could be the sound, let the music be your inspiration for your next year's marketing yeah. project. Let this yep. music be that piece of forgiveness that you need or whatever it is. So helping your clients work out where they are on their personal development map, helping them give them a number of therapeutic choices. Yeah. And then asking them to authorize the music to work therapeutically or inspirationally. Yeah. And then I, so I played him music and it became clear to me that after a few moments, few moments, he was having a really deep experience. And yeah. then within a few minutes, he was crying. And within five minutes, he had wet a wet chest from the yeah, tears, right? Yeah, yeah. It's always good, 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 good news, right? <laughs> and then afterwards, he was like, oh, my God. He yeah. was like, I saw my dad. And then he became a blue crystal. Remember, this guy's not a crystals dude, right? Okay, so this At is all, a big right? moment for him. Yeah, right. he's like, yeah. became a blue crystal. And then I put it in my heart and my heart exploded with love. And then we were Aww. like, at the end, we would, we were, I was dancing with my dad in a field. Oh, that I, I is so him. beautiful, Tom. I no wonder he was crying. Right? Amazing, right? Amazing. Yeah. And, and so for me in that moment, I was like, far out. Like, like one, like the need for a gifted analyst is fucking yeah. over. Yeah. Everyone has got the answers inside. That was way more eloquent and elegant an intervention than anything I would have come up with. <laughs> and obviously, it's exactly what yeah, he needed. Yeah, but you did, you did come up with it, so you know that's okay. Well, I, came, I a, came up with a, a tool, a, a different mechanism, right? Yes, the tool. Would, yeah. I'm happily to take yeah. some credit for. Yes, but the the beauty of that intervention was all his own, and my yeah. clients. They they will they will they will talk positively about my facilitation. Yeah. But it's like what they marvel more at is the human mind, their mind. Yeah. And that to me is empowerment. But also it's proven to me now. I mean, this year I ran an inner child healing process with seven hundred people on Zoom. Yeah. And they're all every single person I didn't go now, go up the mountain and meet your power penguin yeah. and you know, suck off a palm tree. You know, <laughs> it's like it's like not everyone wants to do that, right? And no. it's hitting how many times you've been on a guided meditation where you're like, really? I'm a, a fucking power animal. Are you fucking kidding me? And it was last time it was a penguin. Now it's a lion. Now I've got to fly, you know. And people are like, oh, I mean, I was one recently. He's like, oh, we're on a beach. I'm like, cool. He's like, it's dark before dawn. I'm like, ah, oh, 
uh, well, I, you could have told me that before I was in the sunshine, <laughs> you know, it's clunky. I'm right? just going to reset my vision here. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And, and so the, all those 700 people, yeah. I always said, like, well, you're going to meet your child. You could meet your protector. Just ask for access. Yeah. Ask, ask for access to past pain. Meet your inner child. Could come at any age. You might yeah. get memories. You might get feelings. You might not consciously get anything at all. Boom. Then play music. And then, like, 700 people are all getting exactly what they need. And they're doing it themselves. And it's like, fuck. And, and like you say, that is the exact medicine for them because they're the one who is, they're drawing what they need from that. And they know that because yeah. it's come from them. And it's like, so it's ultimately more empowering. It's ultimately interesting. And it just turns every single flipping playlist you have on your iPhone into therapy. Like but every, it's, it's, I hear every love song as a song from the universe to me now and vice versa, oh yeah. right? Oh yeah, can, I love music. You can, you can flip a metaphor yes. onto, onto any art, any art form. Any, you could even, I agree. Any, you know, we could decide that our next sip of water is going to give us just the thing to do that thing that we've been holding back on. Yeah. It's intention um, with, you know, deeply held meditative intention before mm. any experience it creates a space. Uh, for me, it's like our unconscious is desperate to communicate with us. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's but like, listen, pick up the phone. I'll, I'll talk to you through music. <laughs> Fuck me, ritualize eating a tomato and I'll give you the answers that you're looking for. I'm here. Just Let's fucking talk it. to me. We're letting someone blow tobacco up our nose to get this, okay? <laughs> like, we're like, there's just, give me a gateway to you. I don't care what it is. <clears throat> Yeah. Right. And it doesn't yeah. either. It, and it, do you know what? It's almost like so few people are picking up the phone that the energy that's coming to those that are listening it, and, and the need for rebalance is so strong <laughs> that, that it's so the universe is so fucking chatty. It will use anything. Any mechanism. I know. Yeah. It's, it is, isn't it? It's like, it's like I say to people, like I say to my clients, I'm like, why do you keep asking? Because I'm like, it's this real thing I'm like. It's just just be like whatever's here is here for me right whatever it is it's here mm. for you could be a really dark thing but it's here for you and who's mm. to say that there's not something beautiful on the other side of this right just mm. if we can just decouple ourselves from like this why the fuck is this happening you know and be like oh what why is this happening just a bit of curiosity <laughs> you know Totally, it's a, it's a bit it's of the same sentence, right? But, but with but, just a slight but, tone change. But stop doing the, I don't understand why this is happening to me because the universe is listening to you. And if you didn't get that one, it goes, oh, well, shit, I thought that was that was pretty big. I thought that hurt. <laughs> I thought you'd get that. So I, I'm going to have to come up with something bigger. Well, you asked. Here you go. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I've been a slow learner for years, so I know it hits harder and harder and harder. Oh, Jesus, Tom, I had to get terminal cancer to go, oh. 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 Okay. <laughs> I was very unhappy, wasn't I? Oh, conflict's a bad thing? That much conflict's a bad thing? Oh, right. Yeah, hmm. I've been running a lot of stories, haven't I? Oh, okay, maybe I could, like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Maybe I can do yeah. some nice things with myself and reconnect. Yeah. So, you know, 
I was going to ask you, did you see Kanye's thing about the 808 bass beat? If you haven't seen it, all I'm going to say is anyone who's listening, go away and Google this after this. Uh And it's Kanye. I love Kanye. I think he's a visionary, you know, Uh I have a lot of compassion for him. But he was talking about like this in rap, this bass beat, this 808 beat, right? And how it's like he's got this theory about how it has been uh, literally reorientating our chakras. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch the whole thing, but I'm like, this is really a good way or and a maybe, bad way. Uh, I think he's saying could have been a good way. Now he's suggesting it's not a good thing. Got it. So this 808 thing was this connection that was like the thread that pulled a lot of like hip hop together mm-hmm. you know that real because hip-hop does mm-hmm. have like um as a cult following right if yeah. you're you're into hip-hop you are into hip-hop not many people in the space of hip-hop listen to anything else it's like a real thing it resonates it's it is like a some sort of like you know sound communication you know yeah. um but yeah so if you haven't seen it when we get off this call, have a look at it. It's quite interesting. I'm like, ah, oh, sound so weird. Music is a bridge. I love it. Mm. And, and you know, and you can use it to fix problems. You can use it to get inspiration. You can use it to speak yeah. to any part of you, you know. You can ask for your next guidance. It's just yeah. like it, it rolls over at your feet and is, and is, and it brings you what you need. And it's not yeah. always easy. Um, because I have me, specific playlists for things, okay? Yeah. I'm like, right. low Monday, right, we've got a playlist on Spotify for that. So let's hit that one this morning. Nice. People often use it as a mood enhancement, right? But if you just, if you specific, so what you can do as well, I mean, so when yeah. I started making our own guided meditations, yeah. we started splitting different aspects within the song. So yeah. <clears throat> our big, we've got one piece. It's a 70-minute inner child healing piece. It's amazing, Beautiful. right? Um, I'm happy to give you a streaming link for it and you can share it. I love that. Business, right? Maybe I'll share it with other people or maybe I'll just use it myself. I know you can get your podcast <laughs> listeners can, can have access. Yeah, beautiful. Thank so you. It's it's our it's our most powerful recording. And yeah. It, it's a really beautiful inner child piece. Yeah. But in the middle of it, um, you know, when you're when you're bringing people to meet their inner child, most some people are like, yeah, great. And then there's an aspect of us which is like, well, hold on. This part was repressed because it has pain and I'm not sure it's sensible yeah. to go and hang out with them because it's going to be scary. I don't know how I yeah. want it, right? So what we do there is within one piece of music, we ascribe different meaning to different parts. So what we do is we're yeah. like, in a minute, notice there's a part of you that's a bit apprehensive and that, and that's now going to be played by the cello. And okay. So nervous cello mm. comes in. Right? It's a bit nervous, right? Good music. And, yeah, correlation there. Right. I like it. Right. And yeah. so the cello comes in a little bit nervous. And then, and then we're like, but, um, but there is a part your heart knows that until you look at this stuff, you're going to be imprisoned in painful, repetitive patterns. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be fully expressed. You're not going to be as abundant, as joyful as you could be. And it's yeah. time. And you've got this. Yeah. And that's this female voice. Right. And then this female voice comes in and it's discordant. They're not getting on musically, but she's invitational ah, and warm. Yeah. And yeah. the cello is nervous. And over five minutes, yeah. they come into harmony. Yeah, nice. Harmony. And then we're like, now it's time and we begin. Instead of me chipping away, negotiating. Yeah. <coughs> with Could the we? Would you? Yeah. 
Yeah, we just did it musically, you know. Now, some people, that works a treat. We have a recording called Negotiation, which is, <clears throat> if you need much more robust negotiation with that part, <clears throat> you can <clears throat> you can kind of Easy. sit down more deeply with that part. Yeah. And it's a longer process. It's a 40-minute yeah. thing, whether you're negotiating with a part of you that wants to eat loads of biscuits or negotiating access to your inner child or yeah. going to bed yeah. earlier or whatever whatever you want, want to talk to mm. about, you can negotiate using that recording too. Mm. But for me, it's like, so in some pieces of music, I won't just put on music that will make me feel good. I will yeah. ascribe meaning to it. Yes. So it was when I, I'd been doing this for a while therapeutically and really blown yeah. away by the results. That's when I decided to create a hypnosis rave. Okay. So I ran a hypnosis rave on a Saturday night in London for three years where we nice. use the same thing. So you're there, right? Imagine you're there and we got loads of lasers and yeah. proper sound system. Yeah. And instead of emceeing, it was me hypnotizing, right? So before we even begin, we got people to give permission for the music to move yeah. them and to open their hearts. Nice. <clears throat> so then I'd be like, in the, you know, just about to drop another tune. I'm like, let this next tune be the sound of you being grateful to be alive, right? Huh. And then listen to this next one as the sound of your heart opening in forgiveness for yourself and anyone that you're holding on to a grudge. And across a kind of two-hour yeah. dark experience, <clears throat> we just work people into a complete, unconditionally loving frenzy of, like, joy. It was amazing. Using exactly the same techniques, ascribing meaning. You yeah. go to a lot of conscious yeah. dance events, yeah. they're playing lovely music. But they're just missing that trick of inviting people to listen to the music yeah. as a specific emotional thing. Thing. And it happens. It's amazing. That's amazing. You can do it at raves. You can do it therapeutically. You know, it's... Um, to the masses, Tom. Yep. To the masses. Yeah. Maybe it's time to make an album on this stuff. <laughs> well, we we um we obviously we, we created a massive library of guided meditation. Yeah. Um which we put in the Free Mind app, but in terms of the dance stuff totally. I would I yeah. realized you could you could actually do a compilation of existing dance music and then just put this conscious yeah. chat over the top. Absolutely. And, um, and it would yeah, be amazing. Even if it was just fitness and jogging as well, just motivational stuff whilst you run, right? Yeah, absolutely. I would do I used to put on there's a Tony Robbins, it's like a it's like a 17 minute, it's like the burn the boats, Tony Robbins one, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if I was like going back to the gym, yeah. That would be, I'd be like, okay, here we go. Right on. We've gotta burn the boats. We've gotta burn the boats. <laughs> you know, I'd be on the spin bike, like, right, we're burning the boats. You know. <laughs> Just for anyone happen. that isn't familiar with why burning boats is motivational idea some ancient i think grecian king who was yeah. trying to overtake an island yes. they landed all their boats on the beach and they're like right we've got to take over this island no, by island. force and to motivate his army he burnt the boats burnt there was no boat. turning back, you right? cannot go back forward <laughs> which is i'm much gentler with myself now but you know at the time it served a purpose right it was like yeah. a very good you know it, so when Robbins you... is a particularly potent medicine that is incredibly useful at certain times. Times, Definitely. absolutely. I think he's part of everyone's like growth journey or return. He's, you know, his influence yeah. is vast. You get you most of the really really amazing people I know who are doing stuff. They might not realize, but the people that inspire, like he has 
he has had an influence on the influences um, absolutely influence on the yes. influences he has yeah, it would be almost impossible to separate him from any school of thought yeah. currently having a positive impact he's amazing massive yeah. love the robins you too the brother tony huge fan you yeah. know just a bit gentler with myself now than you know when <laughs> I Okay. Also, uh, it's funny. You know what? Do you know what though? I I did his I did his um, Unleash the Power then in two thousand and four, yes. right? Yeah. And I had the most insane six months where I was on it in terms yeah. of stuff, right? And then I and I mean like like super health and fitness in ways I hadn't yeah. been before. Yeah. I lost like two stone, had a four pack. I was loving it. And then I went to date with Destiny in the Bahamas, right? And yeah, and one of the breaks. They, they provided a cookie. They provided a cookie. Not all the almonds they normally do at this thing. Yeah. This one day, they provided a cookie. And he was like, you know, you can't take it too seriously. You can't, you know, you're allowed to have... Yeah. Fucked me up. That one cookie <laughs> fucked me up. I'm like, the spell was broken. I, I was like, to a part of you that needed to be released, Dom. I got, you know what? Maybe, right? Maybe. But I was like, I, I was like in some kind of crisis of faith. <laughs> Did you want so right now? I've been to your next thing and you've broken me. What? Yeah, what what do you mean I can eat cookie? I haven't eaten cookie for six months and I've been amazing. And which is why are you giving me a cookie? I was like totally funny, right? And we li literally had a massive impact. I didn't exercise for like a month. It was like, wow. So yeah, fragile. The wheels are, sounds like me with my health routines. All and uh nothing. Okay. Good. So it gets to be okay. <laughs> So you created Free Mind. Yeah. And how long ago did you create Free Mind? So I I met with Mike Trim, who's the film composer, musical genius behind the guided meditations we created yep. um, in 2005. And we started yep. making recordings then. Yeah. Long before even apps existed. Yeah. And, um, and so it began as a therapist replacement toolkit. Yeah. And um, and then we got investment to build the FreeMind app a few years ago and to yeah. deepen and widen the library and make it more yeah. generalist, Yeah, uh, which was, I honestly think, our downfall because generalist things um, don't connect. Um, so we made this vast meditation library and tried yeah. to some of the massive players and that hasn't really worked very well. Yeah. But for me, it was still an incredible opportunity to get in the studio. We've now got 280 guided musical meditations, all set to bespoke soundtracks. Wow. All filmic. So as I'm speaking, how I'm speaking, the music yeah. is responsive. Nothing is background about it yep. whatsoever. And yeah. in the key, key moments, we're evoking emotion or ascribing meaning to different yeah. musical instruments. All of the instruments were played by real musicians. No yeah. one-finger keyboard stuff. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. dolphins, no South American panpipes. <laughs> no. Like, None of that. Okay. That's no good. elevator yeah. music whatsoever. No, no. Even to the point where it was re it was it was we, it was done on digital setup, recorded yeah. at all analog sounds, digitized, yeah. and then even when we output it was it was it was reconverted back to analog. So okay. it's 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 all pure sound. Particular, quite particular yeah. about how that's coming through. Yeah, 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 amazing, amazing opportunity. And I realised halfway through, kind of, with I've got four kids, and I didn't begin in this way, but now for me, it stands there as like my parenting insurance policy. Okay, it's like it's all of my best wisdom. 
yeah in a in a reserve okay so that if something happens to me they've got my yeah. very best thinking on my very best right. topic all, yes. all all backed up you know it's right there for them yeah. so then you so with free mind you've got the app not sort of there's some stuff there that you're like okay this probably is a bit too generalist and then you're training therapists as well i have been up until this year um, okay. but um my focus next year is yeah. going to be about more advanced um spiritual development so okay. so i've been kind of the the pinnacle point of where taking people on these personal development journeys yeah three months yeah and then finding from within that a few people that might want to then train as their therapist yeah i've now trained enough for the projects that i want to run so i might okay. return to that later yeah but my my biggest excitement is now this advanced spirituality course for everyday okay. people so um but also what's stirring for me is you know there's a there's a rise of the divine feminine right it's happening and it's needed and the Absolutely. end of toxic masculinity yeah. is happening so in my relationship yep with Rhea, my partner, yeah, she's had this massive kind of um, witch revolution, right? Yeah. And uh, womb wisdom and liberation and coming out from yeah. the constraints of the patriarchy. Yeah. And I'm 100% in support of that. And yeah. in our relationship, that dance changing has been really complicated. Of course. What I've, realized, what I've realized in that is how much the patriarchal system has been damaging for me we you know we have had some privileges of it of course and it's been yeah. worse for women but i've also been oppressed in all sorts of ways by that way of thinking but i'm picking it for myself has been really complicated and what i'm left feeling is like so much of the amazing men's work in the world is like warrior work it's massively about find your balls find your masculine mm -hmm. you know it's it's like like men screaming yeah with men right and it's yeah. like that's needed yeah that's needed yeah but what i'm struggling with is and i'm not saying this isn't also on those i haven't done all the courses i'm not pretending to know the content of lots of things that i haven't done but sure. in the ones that i have done it's been yeah. it's been about being a, a, a noble warrior it hasn't been about divine kingship and i don't even know what that looks like i don't even know what it looks like I, I, feel I, strands, yeah. I feel strands of it in my heart. Mm. Um, and I also still feel so much marination of the kind of warrior prince twat in my, in my mechanisms, right? Yeah. In my mechanisms. And I'm picking that is complex. And so I'm really drawn to create a container for men, but not from a position of, well, I've got all the answers, right? Because that's, sure. again, world leadership yeah but actually bringing together some amazing men to be like together to articulate a vision yeah. for, for what isn't toxic masculinity mm. almost almost like co-create i've got this vision of kind of co-creating a kind of um accreditation process for an authentic yeah. uh, here you go and like we're gonna give you this blue tick if you get through right. this. Yeah, if you, well, if you we, just stand for this code of ethics. Right? We're going to send you back out to the women once you do this. It's, it's it, weirdly, yeah. there's a flip side where it's literally is like conscious women will be like, I mean, are you like free mind approved? Have you been through the free mind kingship <laughs> training? Because I want to know that you get the key principles. You might slip, but are you are you a stand to turn up in the world in this See, way? Now I, now I say, 
let's talk about your trauma. Let's talk about, you know, how connected are you to your inner child? And if there's a blank look, I'm like, okay, well, I don't, uh, yeah. I'm also not, I'm not going to be your therapist. So, you know, here's some people you could follow. Here's some people you could get. Yeah. 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 So for me, it's like, I'm really drawn now to, yeah, to to work that out. So that's what I'm channeling now. That's what I'm bringing in. That's what I'm calling forward. It's like um, men's work around the divine king and the not yeah. you know what, what is it to dissolve toxic yeah. toxic masculinity yeah but, but not from the warrior archetype from the, yeah from the, i agree the servant agree. King. there is something there for men i agree in terms of like that reconnection with their potency you know their mm. power yeah but i do think there's a much bigger piece yeah like it is about vulnerability it is about compassion it is about love but yeah i'm a bit like you i'm like i don't know what that looks like and i wonder i'd be interested in your thoughts with this i'm like is a piece of this with women you know the dissolution of this stuff i really feel like is a really around women getting like clear and confident and and you know compassionate enough with themselves and vulnerable enough with themselves to say this is actually what I really want Mm -hmm. can you can you do this with me can you create this with me you know Mm -hmm. so I'm like as much as I am very much like because you know I'm 50 this year I was raised in the age of like you know I see this real turning point of you know most of my childhood was like very women will be here. You will not go here, you know. All of my corporate career was about pushing those boundaries. Like, mm. who says I can't be that? I'm I will be, you know. Um, and being, you know, one of few women in spaces, and then you know, even like in the way that my family relates, I'm like, I'm the real person pushing into the edges of like, this is okay. It's okay for me to express like this. It's okay for me to raise my son like this. This is okay for me to, you know, this is mm. okay. We can be safe here. And still mm. this is no threat to you, you know. Mm. This is what needs to happen. But I do wonder, I'm like, I, yeah. Do yeah. do we as women, we need to ask. Def- I mean, definitely. Where I'm getting to it is really, I think, part of the challenge, and it's not fully articulated for me, so yeah, if you sure. give me space to say something which isn't yeah. fully good, may, may may need a lot of revision. Um, but what where I'm kind of getting to is it's really about an internal balance of masculine yeah. and feminine. And I think what's happening is we're still applying an old paradigm thinking to the divine feminine and divine masculine, and that's yeah. part of the problem. What's rising for me... And it's interesting in the archetypes of Jung, his highest point was the hermaphrodite. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. He saw that as an enlightened being. And so yeah. for me, I've got this, I can't get it out of my head. It's this, it's elemental, which is this entity, which is actually, you know, incredibly feminine and incredibly masculine. Yeah. And has the to move between yeah. the two and isn't necessarily identified as, as either. Yeah. And it's like, and there's so much 
about the kind of the fluidity around gender and the fluidity about sexual orientation now yeah which yeah. Is, it's in its infancy and therefore it's there's an awful lot of confusion and pain and conflict around it and i think a lot of the choices being made around it aren't helping um in Agreed. terms of it being seen to be actually a movement towards a healthy way of relating to people yeah. beyond that stuff but it's something to do with that it's like it's like it's helping these men be king and queen unto themselves and um and same with the same with the women it's just like it's absolutely being able to find these flavors and this balance you know and it's like i um it's interesting because my partner she probably like her resting point is more on the masculine for me yeah uh, you know i in all my facilitation at least yeah you know it's it's actually most of my most powerful training was with celebration of being and they 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 heal from a feminine modality yeah. and I learned from them and so mm. my holding is is arguably is 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 very feminine in some ways and it's like yeah. and so we're finding that balance in our relationship but also yeah. finding that balance internally and so it's something it's almost a little bit like the um like a father who's been widowed and he's having to be mother and father to his kids and he's doing mm. a great job right yeah that that guy yeah i want yeah. like that guy who's yeah got, who's doing that right yeah who's mom and dad like it's like it's something about what a man has to stretch themselves to 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 take on both of those roles yeah when i'm in the presence and they're quite rare when i'm in the presence of someone doing that there's something incredibly exciting about that you know it's like a man who's doing that and doing it well and doing both roles. You know? Yeah. And uh, so it's like, yeah, but all, all of us on all sides kind of working this out internally, bringing this balance to these feminine masculine parts. Yeah. And, and for me, it's just all about, yeah, it's moving from the, you know, war, war, warrior, warrior S vibe which still feels territorial and still feels actually like swords and spears are being rattled, you know? Oh, yeah. The warrior sleeps with one eye open with the sword under the pillow, right? Oh, Even yeah. if they're fighting for love, they're still fighting. And for me, it's like, where, where, where's the sovereignty who sleeps in silk, who sleeps eight hours and doesn't even have guards at their door because they rung their queendom so fucking beautifully that yeah. no one wishes them ill. You yeah. Know? It's that, yeah. The energy of it is something that is completely in compl not compliance, but cooperation with what the with with what the overarching like framework of it is. You know, there is no need to pull levers. It's you're here, and by being here, you're you know agreeing or or operating at this energetic frequency at this you know this fluidity in terms of like who you are how you show up because sometimes we do need to be you know like I think sometimes we do need to be a little bit more masculine in our business you know we need to pull those levers right and sometimes yeah. with you know and even with I'm a single mother to a son sometimes mm -hmm. I do need to be the one who's like okay this situation with not doing the homework is just not okay anymore mm -hmm. you know and then here's the things where going to step through there's a big part of me that just wants to be like I'm so sorry I just want to love you all the time but I also know <laughs> don't think I don't love you I love you all the time I don't want to enable you so I'm just 
I know, I'm right? really trying to figure this out, man. I wish I could just be like, can we just cry say to him all the time? Oh, can't we just cooperate, please? Mm-hmm. Like, please. Mm-hmm. I'm coming from the place of like absolutely what I really believe is best for you, you know? Yeah, of course. <sighs> and I might not get it right, but I do it with love. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful. And I feel the same way, you know, about mums bringing up their kids and having to be mum, having to be dad, having to bring those different yeah. flavors you know that flow and that force and it's like how is the feminine informed by the masculine yeah. so it becomes more feminine yeah. and how's the masculine informed by that I, oh, I mean i have to go in just one minute but i was on a course once and they yeah. put on some music and they made all the men dance as though they were women and then all the women dance yeah as though they were men. yeah and then yeah. and then they switched and you got to go back to the gender in which yeah, you nice. and it was amazing how as yeah. of, after dancing like a woman i then felt more masculine when I returned. Yeah, yeah nice. And it's I like feeling out that other side, isn't it? Yeah. And so for me, it's all uncooked at the moment. But that's what I'm looking to bring to the world next year. So beautiful. Like, yeah, I w- if you'd said to me two years ago, you're going back to embark on a kind of men's work journey. I'd yeah. be like, no, no, no. no. And, and, and it yeah. might not be the, men- the most powerful men's work I've done was when it was actually held by women. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like not necessarily facilitated, but the the, the support staff uh, with the role holders, you know, and the unconditional yeah, love. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. So it's not like it. It might not be. They might still be mixed groups, um, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Sounds very interesting, Tom. Mm. Well, listen, it's been amazing talking to you. It now. has. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for your time today. Wow. Been amazing. It's beautiful. And, uh, let's stay in touch with let's do this again. Okay. Thanks so much for joining me today for this episode of In Conversation. If you've enjoyed today's episode, then duck across to our full podcast series and grab another episode. If you are interested in following us or finding out more information about the work that I do, jump across to Facebook. I am Nat Quirk on Facebook and on Instagram, I'm Nat underscore Quirk. You can't miss me. We also love to hear your feedback and commentary. And if there's any questions you have, feel free to drop us an email at hello at natquirk.com or jump across onto one of our social media channels and message us that way. Thanks so much for joining us again today. It's been a pleasure to have you, and I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode of In Conversation.